I grew up pretty darn healthy and fairly insulated from ever having to deal much with the medical system in any serious manner. What a privilege that was, I now understand all too well. <laughs> Pre-encephalitis me figured if anything ever goes wrong, you just go visit an individual in the esteemed profession of medical doctors, they run tests, you get a diagnosis, and you get fixed. Or die. <laughs> but either way, you've got someone with years and years of intense training who takes care of you in sickness and guides you through the whole process as you move through your mortal years. At one point, at the tail end of my teenage years, I was drawn to a career in healthcare. I embarked upon finishing my undergrad studies in medical laboratory science, so my young adult plan looked like learning about medicine from the side of a future healthcare professional. Instead, since 2014, as you probably know by now, I traversed the medical system from the inside as a chronic illness patient who has now seen somewhere north of 20 specialists, I believe, um, over half of which are neurologists. And I finally got diagnosed in 2019, five years after this madness began. I subsequently got better, then I relapsed last year, and recently I got better again, after going through four or five more doctors after that initial 2019 diagnosis. Um, the point I'm trying to illustrate here is that there are some conditions in which it can take a very long time to finally get diagnosed, and some unique situations in which there is just an ongoing need to continue to rally for treatments. One important mindset shift that I think is a bit different than how society classically tends to kind of view doctors on a pedestal is that doctors are also just humans. <laughs> they are fallible to making errors as well, just like you and me. So if you have an easy to misunderstand illness like encephalitis, your best chances of success are going to come from taking a collaborative role with your healthcare provider. How do you do that? Well, some basic things are like to get copies of your medical records, keep them organized, take down notes in between appointments of when you have symptoms flare or remit, and before you have an appointment, prepare yourself a note with the questions you have and consider how you want to set the stage with your doctor during the appointment based upon your objective. Like, is it to get certain testing done? Is it to discuss a new medication? Like sometimes when you arrive to an appointment and you're just expecting the doctor to lead the whole thing, they're busy people, they're trying hard most of the time, but they just might not know to ask the right questions. So you do want to spend time planning for an appointment. Now, in my opinion, the biggest way to effectively lead your medical care is to learn everything you can about your illness. The easiest way is probably to become a part of patient support groups. Um, there's many on Facebook, also smartpatients.com, healthunlocked, and inspire.com. Just join in on conversations, learn what others in your boat are going through, and ask the community for their experiences. The AE Alliance and the Encephalitis Society also hold virtual meetings via Zoom, which are great too. Over the years, I've certainly learned a lot more about the nitty-gritty of how to navigate being an actual patient beating encephalitis from fellow patients and caregivers as opposed to my own medical doctors. Um, and from there, to level up your game further, try learning more about the scientific side of your illness. I know it can be overwhelming if you don't have that medical background, but just try listening to some talks on YouTube from experts in the field 
or attending conferences where you have an actual chance to interact and ask questions to researchers specifically. Um, I promise you, bit by bit, just with more exposure, the less daunting it becomes. And again, just based on my own experiences, doctors tend to be short on time and may not think of all the things that may be pertinent to your case, or they may be incredibly dismissive, but if you know the science, you're in a far better position to stand up for yourself and explain, for example, hey, my symptoms are worsening, maybe it's time we seriously consider escalating treatment, or at the very least, rerunning investigations to understand if I have active inflammation. Because relapses do happen. There are research papers that quote rough figures of relapse happening in 20-30% of cases. Not everything here is just permanent sequelae that I have to learn to deal with. Again, everyone's situation is unique and different, but to emphasize why putting yourself in a position to be able to effectively advocate for yourself is so important, well, in my case, if I hadn't kept searching for a second opinion in 2020, which turned into a third, fourth, and I think fifth opinion, I would, without a doubt, not be experiencing the healing that I am now, because I would not have gotten the treatments that I did in January. And my story is probably a bit extreme, but I guess what I'm speaking to is that equipping yourself with knowledge helps you better understand whether the doctor you're seeing is someone you want to continue to trust with your care, or whether you want to move on. Many, many encephalitis patients out there do unfortunately end up with a bit of a goose chase to see multiple doctors. Not everyone, but just know that if you are uncomfortable with your present doctor, um, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with seeing another doctor to see what their opinion may be. But do be aware that depending on who you see and how you approach things, it can make your case kind of confusing and can possibly disrupt your care a bit. So if you do seek another opinion, I would suggest doing so judiciously and with a good basic grasp of the fundamentals of the illness so that you can be an active participant in the conversation, ask the right questions, and ultimately make an informed decision about which doctor to move ahead with. Not all doctors are created equal, I know that all too well. A good place to start though is with the doctor recommendations that you can find on aealliance.org and autoimmune-encephalitis.org. So that's how I've approached self-advocacy in my situation. My hope is actually that this podcast does not resonate with you because that might mean that you've got wonderful doctors who understand your illness, they're doing their job well to heal you, and you're recovering well. If this does resonate, join the club of other encephalitis patients out there. It can be a very hard journey for most uh, to find good medical care, but you're not alone. Tomorrow is the 22nd and final podcast in this World Encephalitis Day series. I hope you'll join me and many others around the globe who will be wearing red for World Encephalitis Day and posting on social media to raise awareness. Use the hashtag redforwed and feel free to tag me. I'd love to see how things are looking on your end of the world.